Welcome to another edition of RDPS Chicago. My name is Brandon Bowens, joining you once again for another one of these special editions episodes where we will be highlighting all of the minor league teams in and around the Chicagoland area. Today we'll be highlighting the Chicago Steel, a hockey team out of, and I hope I'm pronouncing the city right, Geneva, Illinois? Geneva? Geneva. 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 (laughs) Thank you, Dan. I'm joined by Dan Levy, president of the Chicago Steel. Dan, thank you again for joining us today for this episode. As I've done with the previous episodes of this little mini-series thing, I kind of want to get into your background. How did you become the president of the Chicago Steel? Well, Brandon, first of all, thank you for having me, and thanks for including the Chicago Steel in your your tour of minor league properties around Chicagoland. Uh, my background uh, actually began in in high school. I, I was uh, I grew up just north of New York City. Uh, I was a sophomore playing on the JV basketball team, averaging about four minutes per game, um, maybe two points a game if I were were lucky to get into to garbage time um, and realized that a career on the court might not be uh, might not take me very far or or on the mound with my 71 mile per hour fastball. And so um, more of a path actually towards journalism and and radio is where it started. Went to the University of Michigan, wrote for the Michigan Daily, the, the student newspaper, uh, and then fell in love with student radio and broadcast Michigan football, basketball, hockey. Hockey actually was the primary sport because WJR at the time in Detroit owned the rights for Michigan football and Michigan basketball. And hockey was really the only sport that we could do live at the time. And so uh, went through the four years at at Michigan um, and emerged looking for a job in sports, uh, landed a job in minor league baseball in Charleston, South Carolina, working for the Charleston River Dogs, a single A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. I was their pre and post game radio host and media relations coordinator. Uh, the following season took over uh, as their full-time play-by-play announcer, did that for for two years saw you know every red roof in in the southeastern united states and did the the 15 hour bus ride thing uh and decided you know hey i i'm also really enjoying working in the front office because when you work in minor league sports you do a little bit of everything and i was selling sponsorships i was selling tickets um i was having the opportunity to come up with creative promotions so uh moved up uh, within that ownership group uh the owners of the charleston river dogs uh mike uh veck and and marv goldklang of the, the gold Klein group mike veck's name is synonymous in the world of baseball uh his father owned the chicago white Sox, the cleveland indians the st louis browns uh among among others um and uh and so was really fortunate to work for a pioneer uh, and a visionary in, in Mike Vex. So I went up to St. Paul, Minnesota, worked for the St. Paul Saints baseball team, probably the most innovative minor league baseball team in, in history. Uh, really, you know, uh, earned my degree in in promotions and marketing um, and uh, and had a lot of fun in, in doing so. Uh, at, in 2011, uh, was approached by uh, by a, a placement agency looking for someone to run a hockey team in in Dubuque, Iowa. And after I 
Googled Dubuque and, and spelled it wrong probably two or three times, um, realized it was a, a great opportunity and a great league, the United States Hockey League, uh, which is the same league that the Steel play in, was in Dubuque for, for four years uh, and then had an opportunity to, to come to Chicago and kind of reignite uh, a franchise that has been here since the year 2000, moved to Geneva in 2015 under new ownership. That's when I came in um, and have been here for the last eight seasons. That's wonderful. I know you got your start in minor league baseball. Was there a huge difference between, you know, doing everything for minor league baseball and then making that transition to hockey? Was there a huge difference or was it pretty much, you know, the same thing that you were doing every other day? So th there's so many parallels from a business standpoint. The business is is really, when you come down to it, pretty much the same. It, it's ticket sales, it's sponsorship, it's concessions and merchandise. All of those elements are pretty consistent across all of sports, media rights as, as well. Um, I, I think you know, the the big move from baseball to hockey, certainly seasonal, of course, you know, baseball uh, being a, a lot of games condensed into in minor league baseball between a five or six month time frame. Whereas in hockey, it, it can be an eight or nine month season, even a 10 month season if you're if your season extends uh, all the way to the to the finals. And so um, the big difference really was the pacing um, and baseball. It's seven, eight, 10 games game homestands at a time hockey at least in the ushl a, a busy week is when we play two times a week on friday and, and saturday night and so um it was kind of understanding that having more time to plan um whereas in baseball you, you have to do the planning in the off season and the season is really the, the execution because the dates come fast and furious hockey there's a little bit more time in season uh to be able to adjust um and and do some more creative things whereas baseball you have to react very quickly you're also the chairman of the board of the same league that chicago steel is part of the united states hockey league how do you manage being the chairman of said board while also retaining said presidentship with the steel hockey team well, my day-to-day -day is with the Steel, and that's where my real focus is. Uh, we have 15 member clubs plus USA Hockey's National Team Development Program in the United States Hockey League, so 16 teams in the league itself. We all have representatives on our board, um, and we 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 vote on on various board members that we want to sit on committees uh, or, in in my case, serve as as chairman of the league. So uh, my day job is the steel. I'm involved in in league business when it comes up and and when there's an opportunity to help push our, our great league forward. We have an unbelievable uh, staff at the Chicago Steel. So when I'm, I'm working on the USHL front, uh, they support me. And then uh, if uh, you know, I'm I'm working on on steel stuff, and and that's the the primary role. Um, we have an awesome league staff that is is taking care of making sure that um, we're servicing all 16 member clubs. Could you go a little bit more into like what the United States Hockey League is? I I know just simply because obviously I had to do the research before doing this interview, but just for our fans who are listening here uh, today, do you mind just going a little bit into what the United States Hockey League is? Absolutely. And it took some adjustment for me. Uh, we talked about 2011 when I was approached when I was working in minor league baseball. I had no idea what the USHL was um, and, and didn't really understand the hockey ecosystem because it's very different than some of the other major sports, whether it's baseball, basketball, 
football. Um, but the, the United States Hockey League is the highest level of junior hockey. Uh, and so players are between the ages of 16 to 20 years old. The best players in the United States and in the world come to this league to play against the best competition and have an opportunity to be scouted. 95% of the players that play in the USHL get division one opportunities. And these are with the, the top schools, the top college hockey schools every year when uh, the NCAA tournament begins in, in men's ice hockey, the rosters up and down, it's probably I don't know, 60, 70% players that played in the United States hockey league. I might be wrong on, on the percentages, <laughs> but huge percentage that have come through our league. In fact, many players get to our league already with a scholarship in hand. That's how great the, the level of play is. So unlike, say, basketball or football, where wherever you grow up in the country, there's probably a really good opportunity to play against high-level competition and to get scouted. Uh, in hockey, uh, the, the best players come to this league. There's rival leagues as well up in Canada. Uh, there's three major junior leagues um, that, if they were doing this interview, would probably say that they're the best leagues in the world, um, and they're, they're great leagues. We think ours is the best and the path is the best because unlike major junior up in Canada, our players are amateurs and eligible to go to college. And so players go from here to the collegiate ranks, which allows them to develop not just on the ice in a, a you know, a tough physical um, sport. Uh, and certainly college hockey uh, is, is exactly, exactly that. Um, but they can develop academically, uh, prepare for life after hockey and, and prepare as, uh, you know, develop as, as young men. There's something to be said about just being a college kid on campus, as as you well know, um, <laughs> and so uh, the USHL is is kind of that intermediary stop in between. And the reason it's sixteen to twenty is not every player is ready to go to collegiate hockey when they're eighteen years old and make that jump. Uh, some will take a gap year uh, or two gap years, perhaps before they step on campus. It's not unusual in hockey to have a 21-year-old uh, step on campus as a freshman uh, on the ice hockey team. And so that 16 to 20 range, um, it's a vast range. I mean, you're talking about, in some cases, a 16-year-old lining up against a 20-year-old for a, for a face-off. That can be a, a, a big difference. But the, the level of play is remarkable. Uh, last year, 57 players with ties to our league were selected in the NHL draft. That's the most of any junior league. Uh, and people who come to a Chicago Steel game, they, they ask the same questions like, is it is it high school hockey? Is it, you know, what's what's are you affiliated with the Blackhawks? What's the what's the level here? Well, well no, um, it's not it's not either. It's not the the Chicago Wolves. It's not the East Coast League, which are professional leagues. Um, it, it's it's amateur. It's it's a feeder into college. But these are the elite players for their age. Uh, and the league is is absolutely phenomenal. It's a Midwestern footprint extends as far east as Youngstown, Ohio. Ohio, as far west as as Kearney, Nebraska, uh, and it's the only tier one junior league in the U.S. Going back to the steel, I noticed that at least on your LinkedIn, and uh, it says that you've ha attained a forty seven percent attendance growth since you taken uh, position in two thousand fifteen. How did you go about making the steel a much more I don't want to say palatable, but I guess palatable is the word I'm going to use. Palatable uh, entertainment for a more general audience uh, in order to attain such a attendance growth. I ho hopefully that makes sense. 
It, it no, it it definitely does, and I, I think you know a couple of things. First of all, when when uh, I was fortunate to take over the the steel as the as the president in 2015 under new ownership, Larry Robbins is the the gentleman who owns the team. Um, the the team was in need of of a of a jolt both on the ice. The team had lost had, had not made the playoffs for eight consecutive years, um, but also from an attendance standpoint, um, uh, the the staff that was in Bensonville, the team had played in Bensonville at the Edge Ice Arena, had done, done a nice job. But uh, there were there were resources that that Larry Robbins was willing to provide both on the hockey side and the business side to jumpstart the organization. Uh, we moved in August of 2015, which was really late. To to be making a move before the season starts in late September. And so when I was hired, I was the only front office staff member that was full-time here. There was one other part-time staff member who's still with the Chicago Steel who came over. Um, but uh, it, you know, we, we started from scratch. We didn't have a ticketing system or a seating manifest uh, or any season ticket holders. And so we really built it from scratch in that first year, 2015, 2016. Um, I was on the phone with someone that first year and they said, wow, it's like changing the tires on the car while the car is still moving, which is <laughs> perfect, perfect analogy. Um, and it's it, it's what we were doing. And so, uh, you know, we got our feet on the ground probably after that first season and we're able to to build ever since. And so um, it, it what 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 has transpired out here has been incredible in terms of the on ice product and revolutionizing um uh, you know what we've what we've done for this organization. What this organization has done, I, I shouldn't say what we've done for this organization because it's it's a collaborative and collective um, effort to to do what we do. Um, going back to the entertainment piece. Uh, the, the background in minor league baseball and understanding that you're going to get hockey fans and non-hockey fans. This is a wonderful hockey market, and there are many options. You can go to an NHL game right down the road uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks. You can go to an American Hockey League game either with the Chicago Wolves or to the Rockford Ice Hogs. We're almost in between the, the two of those organizations. And then here we are with a really compelling product of you know future college and, and pro stars in Geneva. But it's going to take more than that to bring people to the to the rink. So it means fun theme nights. It means doing human slingshot bowling during during intermission and other other promotions. It means having your mascot everywhere in the building and in the community uh, when the team is not playing and 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 building relationships with area schools and, and Cub Scouts and Girl Scouts and, and all of those different pieces. So it's been a big effort for our staff. We still have a long way to go, but uh, it, it's been a, a real, it, it's been really nice and we feel it now we're in the playoffs right now. And the, the atmosphere is electric on, on game nights. The, the stands are still not filled, not, not to where we want them to be. It's there's, there's more to, to go. But the, the season ticket base has grown every year. Our, our group fan base has grown every year. Um, single game tickets were the most that we've sold this this season. So uh, word is word is spreading. We try to shout from the rooftops, you know, how incredible uh, the product is both on and off the ice. Since you've been president, the Steel have been has the highest winning percentage in all of the USHL. Two-time Anderson Cup champion, two-time Clark champion, going gunning for uh, I believe a third at this point uh what do you attribute this success to how is the steel able to maintain this le high level of play 
So I, I I credit you know our hockey operations staff. I credit Larry Robbins, our our owner, who's a hockey guy, um, and who's you know uh, really brought the approach that we're going to focus on player development first and foremost. We're going to develop these athletes into elite players. We're going to provide the skills and and resources to do so. Uh, we're going to provide additional ice time for for our players to to work on skill development three times a week. We're going to provide uh, coaching staff with with different specialties that can assist in 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 those areas. We're going to focus on video um, and making sure that our players are, are watching their shifts and 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 have a good understanding of. Uh, of of you know how to translate that from uh from the classroom to the ice on on game nights uh investing in uh, sports science and and performance probably a, a little bit ahead of of some of our competitors uh in the league but the main focus is the athlete himself and we want a player to come in and 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 work all year long challenge himself uh from september or august when they get here all the way through through may and, and leave uh as you know a, a a much better hockey player a much better person we hope a, a, as well but the focus is on the individual and from that that's where the collective success comes from that's where winning it, winning is a byproduct of development we have had some unbelievable staff members that have come through here dan muse our, our first head coach uh after uh, larry bought the team in 2015 2016 helped us win a clark cup in 2016 17 jumped to the national hockey league behind the bench with the uh the nashville predators as an assistant coach ryan hardy came in as our our general manager we, we've had our, our peaks and valleys over the last eight years ryan came in at a time when we were in a bit of a valley and ryan really uh changed the direction of our hockey operations again with a clear focus on uh on development and put the pieces in place he hired a head coach in in greg moore um, who was with us for a year and a half and then was was taken by another NHL team by the Toronto Marlies and and now coaching in the American Hockey League. Brock Sheehan, who was hired as an assistant coach, um, he he stepped into Greg's role, uh, became the winningest coach in Steel history before he was taken by the Carolina Panthers and is now the head coach of the Chicago Wolves. Mike Garman, um, who is our our general manager, stepped in now as our as our head coach. It's it's been a, a cycle of just uh, really great talent, but what stayed the same throughout is the focus on the player and 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 the player comes first in absolutely everything that we do um we're really proud of it um you know we we've had success yes that's 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 really great um but uh it, it's 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 because of the people who have been here absolutely that totally and it's great work from the steel i'm just looking at your website as you were talking about that and i'm just amazed at how much time and development you guys have put into the players and how much commitment that your team has put into the players. Uh, I kind of that leads that that also leads, Brandon, that also leads to getting better players here because um it, it's a place players have choices. They could go up to Canada and play major junior. Um they could go to leagues overseas. They could go to other USHL teams with the tender process that we have in place where a team can basically sign a 16-year-old to a commitment ahead of the the draft. We are a draft league where players get drafted to specific teams, but you can you can shortcut that. And so um you know what what's happened is we've been able to attract and recruit better players, higher quality players and that's that's certainly shown in in the draft picks that we've been fortunate to have. I know that you haven't been around for all these players, but given the fact that you had several uh, 
former Chicago Steel uh, players who are currently tearing it up in the NHL, most notably Jamie Osliak, who's currently playing for the Seattle Kraken and currently in the playoffs right now, and Owen Power, who might be eligible for the Calder Trophy. Uh, how, what does it feel like to you as a president to know that these people have like been part of your team, they're having success in the NHL? What does that feel like just as, uh, as the president of the team? It's it's awesome. And it's probably, you know, a similar feeling to what a professor feels when a student graduates and goes on to have success in 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 their chosen field, um, because we're around these players that they, they are kids. We have to remember that like they're, they're they're, you know, having a professional day every day, like they're they're pros when they're at the rink, they have to come in at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, probably like an hour or two of, of study hall or, or schoolwork, then they're hopping on the ice for skills, then they're watching video, team meetings, uh, somewhere in there is lunch, hopping back on the ice for, for practice, then they got to get more of their schoolwork done. It's a really structured day. They're at the rink for eight hours a day. Um, and sometimes you forget these are kids like these are 15 16 year old kids that would be roaming the halls in in high school and and you know and and, and they're not and so um to see them move on and have success at the collegiate level and the professional level and see them develop into the the people that they are it's it's been unbelievable it's awesome it's great to turn on the nhl network and see these highlights see sean farrell who played for us two years ago scoring his first goal as a as a montreal canadian back at the end of of march or see matt coronado um who uh you know was uh, uh has the, the the single season goal record for us um make his nhl debut with the calgary flames or take our whole team now to united center to see owen power play um, and and meet Owen after the game. Or just last week, Adam Fantilli, who's probably going to go second in the NHL draft here uh, coming up at the end of, of June. Adam Fantilli skated with us last week. He wanted he, he wanted to to come back for a week and and skate and train with us. He's getting ready for the, the men's world championships. Um, and so he was back. And Owen Power did the same thing when he was at Michigan. He came back for for a week to train. So uh, it's it's really cool. It it's uh it 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 definitely um provides just an additional, you know, incentive for us to to know that that what we're doing is is having a real impact. Dan, I know you're a busy, very busy man, so I'm gonna leave this uh interview with one last question. Give me one reason why people should come out and tune in for not only the Clark Cup championship playoff run that you guys are on but just in general when it comes down to next october when this next season comes up why should people come out and see the chicago steel well first of all you'll be blown away by the talent on the ice right now and particularly this year we're fortunate we have a player named macklin celebrini who is a 16 year old who has shattered every record for a 16 year old in the United States Hockey League. Um, he swept the postseason awards. He is uh, you know, projected now as perhaps the top pick in next year's NHL draft. Um, he just went to the U18 World Championship in uh, uh, overseas for Canada um, and, uh, and, and either matched or exceeded records that were sent by uh, guys like Connor, uh, Connor McDavid. Like this is the caliber of player that, that uh, that is on our ice surface and and most likely two years from now we'll be playing it at United Center. Um, and so 
it's not just a guy like Macklin Celebrini. It's it's players coming in on on opposing teams. We're matched up now with the Youngstown Phantoms in the Eastern Conference Final, a best of five series. Uh, the games are incredibly competitive. Uh, they're incredibly fast. There isn't a bad seat in the in the place. Tickets start at just ten dollars. Parking is free. Um, there's affordable concessions. It's it, like we talked about human slingshot bowling um, between between during the intermission or other fun activities like that theme nights. So it, it's an affordable uh, event. It's fast paced. Um, it's exciting. Um, and you're going to see players that in just a few years you're going to see on on the biggest stage of of our sport. And the other reason is accessibility. At the minor league level, we're fortunate we can do things that that other teams can't. Uh, autographs after every game from from steel players. Um, you can actually meet these guys, and and you realize, my goodness, they're they're just they're just kids, and 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 they're kids who are the best at at what they do. So, um, ChicagoSteelHockeyTeam.com. That's our website. That's the best place to to follow the team. If we advance past this round, we'll be in the Clark Cup final, um, which uh, will be high stakes. We'll either play uh, Fargo or or Lincoln. We need to get past Youngstown first to to get there. Um, but uh, really, over the over the next three weeks, uh, so we play the the fifth and sixth of May for the Eastern Conference Final at home. There's a game five. It's May 11th, um, and then the following two weekends, starting the the weekend of May 12th, that's the first weekend of the Clark Cup Final. Um, so check it out at ChicagoSteelHockeyTeam.com, and we hope you can get to Geneva for a for a game. Dan, again, I know you're a very busy man. I know you got a meeting in like four, three ish minutes. Thank you again for just spending some time with us talking about Chicago Steel. Brandon, thank you so much for for having me. Thank you for helping us shout from the rooftops of of just how great our our organization is and and our league is. The United States Hockey League um, is is incredible. And when you turn on you know an NHL playoff game, you're you're guaranteed to see a, a USHL uh, alumnus on on the roster and on the ice. So um, it's uh, it's a great league, um, and uh, it would encourage you know any hockey fans or non hockey fans alike to to learn more about the USHL and learn more about the Chicago Steel. But Thanks so much. Yep, absolutely. Take care. And with that, that's going to conclude it for this special edition of RDPS Chicago. Once again, we appreciate you tuning in today. Join us next time when we talk about the Kane County Cougars, also in Geneva, Illinois. But with that, my name is Brandon Bowens. Take care, stay warm, stay safe, and we will see you guys next week.